Hey, this is Rachel Cousins, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. When did you develop your interest in music, and when did you think, hey, you know what, I want to do this as a career? Yeah, so I've always been involved in music and and the arts and drama and all that kind of stuff. Um, I started off in musical theater when I was really young here in St. John's um, because the musical theater community here is is just really, really good. So I was always doing musicals, always in voice lessons, doing competitions like Kiwanis Festival and all that kind of stuff. But I'd say around five or six years ago, I wrote my first song. And I picked up the guitar uh, because of my first voice teacher, which was Melanie O'Brien. Um, here in the city and ever since then I was just writing songs and, and you know learning some new things on guitar and I'm self-taught on all my instruments she gave me three chords and said you're on your own you know you go do that so yeah ever since then I just kind of said this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and I started recording music and it's just been on the go ever since really it's like I always say it's not even a choice it's just something that kind of happened and and I can't seem to find anything else that makes me this happy so been doing it all my life really because you're a newfoundlander and i'm a newfoundlander i feel like it's okay to uh, i guess what they say take the piss out of you a little bit but like yeah um you know when you're 18 so you said that you started this about five years ago i mean what's a 13 year old girl writing songs about and don't give me the taylor swift line of oh about heartbreak and breakup like were you writing about puppies were you writing, what were you writing about <laughs> i mean as a singer songwriter i think one of the things that is really special about what we do is that it's not even sometimes you write a song and it's not not even about yourself because you're paying attention to what's going on in the world and you just write a song about that topic and that's kind of what I did like I just listened to other people's music and I found themes that I really liked and just about my own life tried to relate myself to different music and and I mean that's what we do as singer-songwriters because if we only wrote about ourselves you know it wouldn't be exactly relatable for everybody and and you can only wish as a singer-songwriter that somebody's relating to what you're writing about and and they really feel, you know, the topic that you're speaking about. So, yeah, I mean, just inspiration from other artists and things that were happening in the world. And, and yeah. Who were some of your inspirations, people you model your music after? I listen to a lot of different genres. Uh, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I don't listen to just one specific genre. I love Lennon Stella. I love Ariana Grande, Frank Ocean. There's a whole bunch like Lord. I really, really love Lord. But I also listen to a lot of singer-songwriters like Ben Howard and Bonnie Beer, Harry Styles, Casey Musgraves. Like I'm just all over the place, really. So yeah, I'm just like kind of all over the place. But I think it's important to do that because it makes your music a lot more interesting when you're pulling inspiration from all over the place. Just to kind of get the age gap here, but Ariana Grande, did you pick up on her from Victorious on uh, Nickelodeon or as soon as she kind of became Ariana Grande? I mean, yeah, like I was always watching shows like that. And so I knew who she was. I mean, obviously, like I I knew who she was. But, you know, songs like Break Your Heart Right Back and all that kind of stuff, like her older thing, just really bubblegum pop. Like I've been listening ever since then. But just like through her growth as an artist, like I've just always listened to her music. Yeah, and I think she's just like the, the coolest. So yeah, I've like I've known about her since I was watching Victorious. Yeah, no, no, that's that's why I wanted to bring up the 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 thing because like I'm looking at clips the other day when you scroll through your Facebook, and I remember watching like Drake and Josh, and I remember watching like iCarly to an extent, and then when it showed mm-hmm. up Victorious, I'm like, I don't remember this, and I was like, yeah. isn't that Ariana Grande? And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna ask her this because you know, ten years younger, she probably knows a little bit more about it too. Now I, I see you've gotten attention with, of course, like I said, the. Newfoundland Herald, VOCM, CBC, which is great. They give you 
a chance to create a name for yourself at home, but you also toured other parts of the world, like, you know, Sweden. Now, I was going to give the Eminem line of how did you get to Sweden, but I'm not going to do that. How did, how did they react to your music over in Sweden? Yeah, so that was one of the things that I was super nervous about was it's a whole new audience. There's nobody familiar, like, in the crowd. So I was super nervous about that. But, I mean, everybody was that was, you know, coming from all over the world. So that's just part of the job. But they're, like, a super humble crowd. I'm not used to how quiet they were because, you know, being from Newfoundland, it's like you probably have six cousins in the audience and everybody's hooting and hollering. And, and, you know, so it was, like, super different. But they were so appreciative and they loved listening to different artists and different music and different genres. And, and yeah, the scene over there is really, really cool. Coming from an island, it's like there's not a lot of pop or electronic music here. So they really, really love soaking up all the the pop and electronic but also the hard rock bands and things like that i really liked the audience over there and they were super receptive and and they talked a lot after the show and um and yeah yeah it was super nice and i could be wrong about this but i believe to their credit they have like kona pop uh who yeah. came out with i don't care they have robin i think avici is from that area too or over yeah. in that area so yeah mm-hmm. that, that's kind of cool because I, I like how you brought in about how you have like cousins at your show in newfoundland because as soon as someone says next to the stage rachel cousins and you got go get them right Rachel, you got this and, yeah, you're just, right? and, and you're just still like uh thanks doug or thanks yeah like thanks right. mom like keep it down yeah. <laughs> um but over in sweden your mom could be like go get him girl and then they're like go get him who's yeah. him who what are you getting yeah. you mentioned that you liked the audience there in sweden but they're really quiet does it throw you off when just say a certain audience maybe doesn't feel slash respond either favorably or in the way to your sound that you thought they were going to yeah, uh, I mean, there is that factor of like, uh, like, why isn't somebody connecting with my music? But then I think about it, I'm like, as much as I'm an artist, I'm also an audience member, and I do the same thing. Like, if I listen to to somebody and I'm not really connecting with their music, you know, that's nothing. That's neither of our fault. You know, it's not anything personal, really. It's just that they're not really feeling your vibe and, and whatnot. And I remember I was super nervous for one of the gigs up there because the band right before me, the Royal Flash actually is their name, and they're from Spain. I was so nervous because they were this insane rock band, like melt your face off, high energy, huge crowd there to watch them. And then I was like, I'm going to get up with my little rinky dinky guitar and sing people to sleep. Like I'm, you know, what if people really are not about that? But I mean, you kind of have to like get out of your head and not be so self-centered almost because you know, not everybody is like thinking about you as much as you think they are. And there's going to be somebody there that likes what you're singing. That's just the way the world is. And, and that's the job that I got myself into. So there's always somebody in the audience that likes what you're singing. There's going to be people that don't like what you're doing, no matter what it is, but you know, it comes with the territory. So you just kind of got to accept it and, and realize that, you know, that's the way of the world, but there's somebody out there that definitely likes what you're doing. So I just take it with a grain of salt, really. Absolutely. And I mean, that I, I like your response there because I'm looking at it and saying like, you know, I know that you're like a young up and coming artist and only 18, but like that response sounds like something that you would get from like a Blink-182 or 1975, where it's like their music has changed over the years mm-hmm. so often. And then you have fans, even with like Fall Out Boy, that I love Fall Out Boy, but sometimes you'll listen to a song and be like, I'm not getting it. And then they'll come yeah. out with an interview and say, listen, if you like Sugar, We're Going Down, great. If you don't like great. this song, cool. Like, do you like us as general? 
general? Like, and if not, that's okay. So I like that yeah. answer. I read you performed roughly a hundred shows a year. Now, at first, when I put that down on paper, I was like, there's no way that's elaborated. But <laughs> when I look at it, I'm like 365 days, a hundred shows. It's, it's plausible. It's doable. Mm-hmm. That, that's how many Christmas cards I send out. Like, let's be honest here. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So what keeps you focused and committed from burning out? Because listen, I, I, it may be just me because I'm pretty lazy, but you know, after sending out like four or five emails, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. That's, I'm done. No more today. So yeah. what keeps you what keeps you committed from burning out? I mean, there's of course I get the days where I'm like, I really can't do anything. I'm just going to sit in bed for a second. And I think the key is realizing that, you know, you're human and there's only so much that you can do. And it's okay to have a day where you just do absolutely nothing. And somebody told me recently to just accept the boredom. Hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm somebody that it's really hard for me to relax and it's hard for me to not be productive and do something because then I feel bad because I feel like I should be doing something with myself and there's always something that I'm doing I'm always writing about something but to keep myself motivated you know sometimes it's a struggle but I realize that if this is what I want to do nobody else is going to do it for me and it is what I want to do for the rest of my life and as I said there's been times where I'm like I give up like I'm ready to throw the towel in because it is a really hard industry to be a part of especially when you're a young you know like I'm 18 so I'm a young up-and-coming artist but like nobody else is going to do it for me and and I just have to be really self-sustaining and I've always been really independent. So I just try to motivate myself as much as I can. I credit myself on the small things that I do. If I am having an off day, then if I just get up and I write a little bit of a song or I fiddle with my guitar for a little bit, you know, I'll say I, I tried my best today or I did this today. But then of course you have the days where you're just doing everything at once. So yeah, I just check in with myself a lot and, and I credit myself on, on things that I do, but I also, I don't, get to over my head and push myself forward every day because nobody else is going to do it for me and this is what I want to do. You've been nominated for Music Newfoundland Female Artist of the Year, Rising Star. Your music has been featured in TV shows, movies. You've signed your first publishing deal with OMBA. That's that's quite a lot already accomplished. Uh, How does all this feel, number one, having all this at your fingertips at 18? And has it made you feel like your hard work has paid off? Yeah, like I said, um, I'm just this kind of person where part of me always thinks that I'm not doing enough. And so at teen, it's like people are always saying, you're doing so much for 18. You look like, you know, you have all your stuff together. And I kind of have to laugh at <laughs> because I really don't feel like I have anything together, um, at, like at all, at any point in the day. But I just kind of have to take, take a step back and realize that I'm 18. I'm not in school anymore. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So I do kind of have to credit myself to a certain point but I also can't be the type of person to say oh look at me like I have all this going for me so young because you know tomorrow all of a sudden I could like lose my voice or something could happen and all of a sudden I have to go back to school um, and things happen you know what I mean so yeah like I do realize that you know I'm young and and I'm busy and whatnot but but I never feel like I'm like overachieved or anything like that because I'm an artist <laughs> so I'm really hard on myself and I always believe that I can take it to uh, to the next step and, and beat myself to a certain point yes but but also no <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I'm going to bring this up because I don't have it on paper but I kind of like your answer and again I'm not poking at you in any way by saying this but you know you mentioned that this is your career now and you're not going to school in, in terms of that like do you ever look at that and say like maybe you, you should go to school or is there a possibility that in the future you'd like to go to school for a certain program <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's funny because actually not a lot of people have asked me this question besides family because it, it kind of confuses people. And I don't know why. I guess here it's like, especially here because it's, you know, an island. And, and although it's a big island, the population is not insane. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of rare to hear about somebody not going to university and like not even thinking about going in the future. It's different to say, I'm taking a gap year. I'm going to take a year for myself and, and experience things. For me, it's like, I'm not going to school and I really don't think I ever will go back to school. Um, it's definitely not my plan. Um, God only knows what the universe has planned for me, but for me, I really don't think I'm going to go back to school. You released your debut album two years ago. I uh, have a new album out now, a new EP with the, song dangerous love on it of course uh but you named this album rachel cousins a side question here rachel it's kind of really bothering me but why don't you call this album rachel cousins and not your first album rachel cousins because you know your first album is your debut album and usually a debut album goes with your first name but why, why what's going on tell me so the thing is is that this fire was like this big statement for me as my first debut ep and this fire is a song that's on the ep as well and the album covers obviously you know flames and and red themed. So we titled that one this fire and it was super cool. This big statement. I didn't want anything to be frilly or anything like that because, you know, as a young artist, as a young female artist, may I add, it's like people don't expect that kind of thing from you. So I, I put that out there and I'm always the person to not try and conform um, to society. Yeah. So I put that out there and uh, it was super cool. And then for this one, we were thinking about names, myself and Daniel, and we probably listed about like 20 different names and all going along the, the theme with the crystal theme that's in this EP. And I said, you know what? I just, uh, this is like the EP that is really, it really just feels like me and it feels really comfortable to me now. And so I just said, I think I'm just going to call it Rachel Cousins because it's kind of, um, here I am and this is the genre that I want to be in and this is who I really am. And, and the visuals and things were just everything that I had ever wanted. Um, and myself and my mom designed the whole EP. So it was just like this one big project of me. And so I self-titled it. And that's not like a, like a normal thing, I guess I could say. Like now in 2019, you don't really see a lot of self-titled EPs. So I just wanted it to be another statement. And that's like what I want to keep doing with my career is just keep making statements. And with the whole the visuals of like the whole white album and, and the clean crystal thing thought self-titled was the best way to be instead of naming it something that I wasn't really fully attached to. The other question I have kind of related to this because it, it's been, of course, two years from that point and you're continuing to do music. You have this song, Dangerous Love, out as well. So I guess heading into 2020, what's your goals and plans? The goal for 2020 is to hopefully move. I've been talking about moving um, now for the past few years. So I'm hoping to go out of Toronto because that's where my publishing um, company is, Simba. They're based out of Ontario. So I want to move to Toronto just for the opportunity and things like that. But but I'm always moving forward with the next project. So I'm immediately thinking about music videos that I could have for this EP and, and new visuals for different things and, and what, what will the next EP hold. And there's just a lot of planning. Um, and that's the thing about being an artist is that although you have to deal with what you're doing right now in the present, it's like you have to keep thinking about the future and keep planning. And, and the ECMAs are here in, in the new year. So there's that. And um, yeah, there's just a bunch of different conferences and stuff that I'm hoping to be a part of. So it's just a lot of planning and behind the scenes things, applications and all that fun stuff. So uh, 
So yeah, hopefully when the new year comes around, be a whole bunch of new stuff. You broke the news to, to Hilda, right? You broke the news to her because you you know you can't you can't just go up and leave and without telling your mom. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All she all she comes in and sees, oh Rachel, time for so. Oh, oh. she's she's not here. Forgot yeah. that. My family's Yee. super supportive, and they know that I that I have to move just for better opportunities and stuff. So. So they know that I'll be up and gone uh, soon enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure secretly they're like, oh, good. She's out of the house. We can start partying. Um, <laughs> what hobbies do you have outside of music? Because I know, again, VOCM, Newfoundland Herald, they, they stuck to the music side of things. And we like to do a little bit of different here. We want to discuss, of course, your music career. But everybody has hobbies outside of what they do. Well, I'm really interested. A lot of people don't know this about me. But so, you know, the whole EP is crystal themed, right? Well, I'm like this huge meditation, natural natural path therapy hippie. <laughs> so I collect crystals and I love, you know, reading things on crystals and crystal healing and therapy and uh, aromatherapy and all that kind of stuff I find so interesting. Uh, I'm a big writer, so I just write a lot of stuff and, and I love fashion. So yeah, I have a bunch of different interests. I collect a lot of things. I collect vinyls and CDs and like I said, crystals. And I'm a huge clean freak so i'm always organizing and redoing my room so yeah i'm just like i'm all over the place but it all has something to do with art somehow so yeah i i i totally agree with you with the cleaning and the keeping the room organized i always do that i have carpet in yeah. my room right now but like it's never dirty but i just always yeah. just double clean it anyway yeah. because i have a dog and he kind of sheds but like it's never that bad but it's always like yeah. my brother will come in and be like yo what are you cleaning i'm like because i have to I'm always picking up after my room. Like, my room has never been... I'm a teenage girl, and my room has never once been dirty in my life. And I'm always, like, redoing it. Like, oh, what if I put this here? And what if I put a picture here? Or hung this here? Or, like, change this around? Like, I'm just... I've always been like that. See, now you're making me feel a lot like a teenage girl, because that's what I do when I'm <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Rachel Cousins for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on Tobin Tonight. Night.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thanks for listening and good night. Do, did, will the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.